Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. We are just a few days away from Christmas, and so Merry Christmas. Thank you for hopping out of your family holiday plans to take a few minutes with me today um, just to think a little bit about Christmas, about this holiday, and what it means when we connect it with our daily experience as Christian moms. This is a holiday that really the whole world is aware of, and plenty of people celebrate it in very secular ways, and they're not at all thinking about or caring about Jesus coming as a baby. But I know that you care about that. I know that I care about that. I know I want my kids to care about that and know about that. But it's not just a story for one day a year. It's a story that is part of the bigger story, that is really a turning point in the bigger story. And it is a story that connects to our modern, busy (laughs) female experience today as Christian moms. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Um, Not because I have any big, deep, you know, life-changing thoughts here, (laughs) but because I personally find it helpful at various times to just review the truth of the gospel, review the truth of God's word and who he is and what he has done, and not just let it be like this big abstract out there thing, but actually consider and apply it to my life, the life he has given me, the life he has called me to. It is all connected. And so we have to start by thinking about Christmas in the bigger context of God's story. This story from Genesis to Revelation that God created everything and it was good. And then mankind sinned. We decided, I want what God has. I want to be as wise as him, as smart as him. I want to be in charge of my own life. And man sinned. And so God sent them out of the garden And he followed them and pursued them through the end of time, all the way up. He did that with a man he called Abraham and his family. And then he broadened that to the nation of Israel. And he gave them the promised land. And of course, there were punishments that came when they continued to sin and to choose things apart from him. And he sent prophets and he gave them kings. And he did so much to pursue relationship with them all the way up to Christmas when he came into this world, not as a mighty king, not as um, a very obvious or really what they expected as a messiah and a savior, but he came as a baby. He came as a person, fully God and fully man. And he lived and he loved and he taught and he healed and he died. And when he died, we were made right with God. If we choose to follow Jesus, his death has wiped away our sin and has washed us clean. 
And then, of course, the beautiful, amazing truth that he did not stay dead. He rose again three days later. He does not just wipe away our sin, but he gives us new life. He gives us his own righteousness, his own holiness. He calls us into his family. And even today, as we continue looking at that story that God has been writing since creation, he's pursued us. He has come to be with us. He has given us new life, sent his Holy Spirit to live in us. And Jesus is still alive today. He's in heaven. He's at God's right hand. He is advocating for us and he will return. And a few weeks ago here on the podcast, we talked a little bit about Advent, the church season of Advent, what that's all about, how to celebrate that with your kids. Um, And so today we're not looking for the Messiah. He has already come. We are now looking ahead for the Messiah to return, for Jesus to return, for there to be full consummation of God's good and glorious plan. And when we hear that story and we think of just this huge historical, you know, centuries upon centuries upon centuries of time, all of these things God is doing, sometimes we can feel really small. Like, what on earth is my teeny tiny little part of all of this? I am only going to know, what, a few hundred people in my lifetime. I'm only going to really have an impact on maybe a dozen people in my lifetime, a hundred years from now, certainly 200 years from now, no one's going to remember me. No one's going to know my name. No one's going to know anything about me unless maybe they read through their own genealogy or something in a book. I am not going to have certainly the type of impact that Jesus had and continues to have, but I have purpose. I have meaning. I might be a you know, in my eyes, a small little blip on the screen when it comes to God's big story and the incredibleness of of Christmas. But that's only my perspective. That is not truth. God's word is truth. And God had a purpose for me, a plan for me before even the creation of the world. And my friend, that is true for you also. And I love how the Christmas story reminds me that this seemingly teeny tiny thing. Some teenage girl was pregnant in a, in a weird way, let's be honest, but I'm sure most people did not believe her. <laughs> she was pregnant. She didn't even have a place to stay. She was traveling. She had a baby and she put him in a feeding trough surrounded by animals and dirt and sand and feed and all these things that are definitely not glorious, definitely not big and masterful. And yet, this seemingly small blip on the screen of history was actually the biggest thing that had ever happened in history. And I don't point that out to encourage us to think that our day-to-day lives, our motherhood or our marriage or any of this is like this huge thing that's going to change the course of history. (laughs) I mean, we all know that the history will show, you know, the impact our kids have and things like that. But even if they never do anything that's, you know, extraordinary by the world's standards, where they wind up in a history textbook somewhere, even if that never happens, and we just live a normal, quiet, faithful life, nothing that is done for God is a blip on the screen. Jesus came as this 
tiny, helpless baby in the middle of nowhere. He lived his life as a very normal person until this really short period of, um, of ministry, about three years of obviously not very normal <laughs> experience with healings and miracles and all these things. But he lived this very normal life. He ate meals, he walked through dirty streets, he built relationships, he went fishing, he slept, he talked with people. He did not do anything in the moment until he really started his ministry revealing who he is that would cause anyone to think, this is spectacular. Certainly at Christmas, the only reason that a few people knew it was spectacular is because angels came and told them. Angels came and told the shepherds what was going on. And God gave some wisdom to these wise men who saw a star in the sky and they chased after it. And, you know, God spoke to specific people to reveal that, hey, this is not just a normal baby. This is a big deal. But to the outside world and and even to Mary, I, I'm, I'm just obviously just imagining here, but you know, you give birth, you're laying there, you're taking care of your kid. It probably did not really feel as momentous as it really was. She was pondering a lot. She wrestled with things. She pondered all this in her heart and reflected on it. But her day-to-day life was feed the baby, change the diaper, you know, get married to Joseph, take care of him, make food, all the different things that were normal for a mom. And Jesus grew up presumably with a pretty normal childhood because it's not really talked about. (laughs) They start talking about him when he gets baptized and now all of a sudden the miracles are happening and he is teaching and he is proclaiming God's truth. And for us, as we enjoy Christmas this weekend and we move forward into the new year, 2023, and we keep going about our day-to-day lives and we're taking care of babies and we're picking up Cheerios off the floor and we're taking out the trash and we're waiting in the carpool line to pick up our kids and we're arguing with our husband and we're calling our mom on the phone and we're, we're doing all these normal things. That has meaning. Ultimately, it has meaning because of Christmas, because God seeks us out and gives us purpose. That connection point between Christmas and Easter changes everything. And so I don't know if this is a joy-filled Christmas for you. You're going to see all your people and you're going to love it and it's going to be amazing. Or if you're just like struggling through and the countdown is on until the day after Christmas and you're really looking at the new year, you've got goals and you're really hoping for things to change. Wherever you are at in that spectrum, your story matters. And it matters because God has a plan He has a purpose. He gave you your children. He made you a mom. And he is not going to walk away from that. He is right there with you, guiding you, directing you, comforting you, and using you, using you to shape the church, the future of the church, your children, our children, my children. They're the future of the church, which is the bride of Christ. And so whenever we are tempted to think, my story is, it's so small, it's so ordinary, it doesn't really matter, it's so busy, <laughs> you know, nobody's even paying attention, it can feel that way in the world, but it is not that way in God's eyes. Everything we do for him 
has purpose and glorifies him. And so this Christmas, just enjoy time. Enjoy time with your family. Give praise to God. Pray and worship and sing and enjoy some gifts and enjoy some good food. And then move on with your day-to-day life, remembering that that ordinary-looking little baby (laughs) changed everything. So praise be to God. Let me pray for us. Dear God, we, we do praise you for Jesus. We thank you for Christmas and all that it is and all that it means. And we pray that this year, the people we love who don't really know you, don't really follow you or know anything about this baby, we pray that you will call them, that you will reveal your truth to them, that they will see the majesty and the miracle of this child that we celebrate. And I pray for each of us as we move forward from Christmas and we walk back into normal life, I pray that you will give us perspective as your children who are raising and loving and caring for your children. Remind us of your purpose and your plans and your goodness. And I pray all this in the name of that baby, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, friends, we will be back next week after Christmas and start prepping for the new year and some ideas for loving your people well as time moves forward. But until then, hugs and blessings to you. Have a very Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you soon.